Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Honey, I'm Home podcast for Redefine Fatherhood. I'm your host, Irvin, joined by my fellow dads in arms, Clamore and Brian. What's up, what's up? All right, make sure you check out our website, redefiningfatherhood.com. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter where you get some great tips about being a dad and about managing you know, the stresses that come with being a dad. So today's episode, we're going to get into the influences that made us dads, right? Who was that, whether it was the uncle or the granddad or your dad, or, you know, maybe it was your mom, right? But we're going to be talking about how those influences influence our parenting style, our fathering style. So, you know, I'm going to kick it off with, so we're going to kick it off with Brian. Uh, you know, what was your father's influence in your life? Well, you know, I I had a wonderful dad. My parents got divorced when I was very young, but my dad always was a part of my life and made sure that we always lived close and they always split custody and was always very involved in our life. And I was also blessed with lots of uncles that were all great men and great fathers and spent a lot of time with them. And, you know, I am, you know, one that believes that the stereotype of black men not being involved in their families is just not something that I saw in my life growing up. I had strong, positive black role models all around me. Um, You know, I got, like I said, my dad, my uncles, grew up in the church with a lot of strong, positive black men that were fathers. And I've just, I've just, I've just seen it all over the place, you know? Um, and so that's, you know, um, influence. I, being a dad and being a good dad wasn't, wasn't a hard thing for me because I saw it, you know, I, I, I saw it my whole life. So I, I knew what to do, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of people don't have that. And, you know, some it's funny to me because sometimes people will, like, overcompensate. They didn't have a dad, so they're going to be, like, you know, the best dad ever. And then some people didn't have a dad, so that they're a crappy dad, and they use that as an excuse. I never really understood the latter. Um, you know, just like, just like with abuse. Like, some people, you were abused, and, like, you abuse your kids. Like, that never made sense to me. You, I would think that the last That's thing that choice. you want to do is put somebody else through a pain that you've experienced, like you should know. But, you know, anyway, but <laughs> I digress. But, but you look at my father. My father grew up without his father. And so even though he and my mother got divorced, he wasn't going to let that put him in a situation where he couldn't see his kids and be with them all the time and did everything that he could to make that, you know, so. Yeah. So Irvin, how did, how did your dad play a role in your life? Good question. So my dad uh, is a retired pastor. So I am a preacher's kid. You a PK? I am a PK. Um, so I grew up Ain't in nothing church. wrong with PKs. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with PKs, y'all. PKs make some of the greatest dads. <laughs> and you know what? So I talked about my uncles who were positive role models, and, and two of my uncles are pastors, and their kids oh, wow. are pastors' kids. So, you know. But uh, so, yeah, I grew up as a PK. Uh, the, the cool thing about that is, uh, yeah, I grew up in church. 
So, but when when I came along, uh, my dad was, I would say he was in a different stage of like pastoring. So he started a church here in Orlando and like grew it from like 10 people to over like 400, I think over 500 people actually, right? But I was a little kid, so I missed out on that part. Um, so I got to see his leadership in play uh, when he took a pre-existing church that had been around for over 50 years and like take it to the next level, right? So like my dad would pick me up from school every day. So that that stuck in my brain, right? My dad picked me up from school every day. And he would, uh, <laughs> we would go get apple juice and peanuts. And we would sit in his office at the church. I would be working on my homework. You know, he'd be going through like, you know, different church things. So I, I grew up seeing this leadership model of how you take people from one level to the next, right? Uh, and I like I got to have a front row seat of seeing that how you you know make changes in the community, how to be a strategist, how to be strategic. Uh, you know, my dad would always say to me like every day things like you know be a leader, not a follower. So that kind of pouring into me, you know, over and over and over, right? And I got some great butt whippers as well, in addition to these uh, words of wisdom. But, you know, that, that pouring into me, um, it, it definitely set me up to be a person who's strategic uh, in how I, you know, how I move and how I do things. And also be a person who's intentional about speaking life into, into my daughters, right? So same way where my dad said, you know, be a leader now, follow her. You know, I'll say to my daughter, who we named Sophia, um, because the word Sophia means wisdom. You know, I'll be like, you know, you will be the wisest woman in the world. People are gonna, you know, they're gonna come to you for wisdom. Uh, I say to my other daughter, Laomi, her name means to prosper in Hebrew. You know, you're gonna be prosper. You just gonna, you know, people gonna be coming to you all over the world. You know, you're gonna be that venture capitalist, right? Um, and so he really set a model for two, three things. One, work-life integration. Not work-life balance, work-life integration, right? So bring your children along with you. Uh, two, speak life into your children and like encouraging them, right? And then three, you know, let them see how you move. Let them like give them a front row seat into some of those decisions that get made. Now, you know, Clamora, I, I know your situation is a little different. Uh, you want to talk about you know, what it was like for you? Yeah, so for me, I grew up in a single mother and child home for 19 years of my life. It was just my mother and I. And then she got married in 2010. Um, one of the, what influences my father had on me was really none. It was more so my uncles. My mother had four brothers and they were my first examples of men. Now their examples weren't the best and they weren't the worst, but I learned a few things from my uncles, pretty much street smarts um, when it comes to being a man. Now, because I did not grow up with my father, I've probably seen my father three times out of my entire life. 
I've had very limited conversation with them. But one thing I did not do was allow not having a father in my life to be an excuse to not being a great father to my children today. Um, I discovered from being a father that it's a choice. I discovered that my father chose not to be in my life because you can either be there for your child or not be there for a child. I, um, I use the example, if a man or a father in the home sees a child crying, are you gonna sit there and just continue to watch the child cry? Or are you going to find out why the child is crying? And that basically is saying, what are you going to do? What choice are you gonna make in that matter? Are you gonna get up and walk out the door? Or are you gonna do what your job is to be a father? Now, everybody's fathering or fatherhood is different. We all are going to approach fatherhood in a very different way. And I say that because I learned that fatherhood is a learned behavior. No one can teach you how to be a father. No one can teach you how to raise your children. You have to see what your child needs and meet those needs as a father. I don't raise my children based on what I did not have, which was not a father. I raise my children based on what they need, which is a father. And so I had to learn how to be a father to them. And I had to learn how to, how to raise them with the values that, I've, that I choose to believe in, which is grounded and rooted in the Bible. And that's how I raise my children, because I believe I'm learning how to be a father because of the Holy Spirit's influence because our, my heavenly father, the God in heaven is the ultimate father. And I'm learning to love my children the way that God loves them. And that's, that's how I approach fatherhood. That's how I learn how to be a fatherhood. And outside of that, observing whom I believe some of my mentors as fathers, how they raise their children and how their children respond to them. I spent a lot of time in my teens asking them like, how, how did you become a great father? How did you learn how to be a dad? What tools did you use? And, you know, they simply, their, their answers resonated, you know, is like, there is no manual. That's one of the things that my biggest takeaway there is no manual to fatherhood. You have to choose to be a father and learn how to be a father. So that's my story. So Kamora, let me let me ask you this. So do you think that you are better than your father? Well, obviously if his father wasn't there. <laughs> you know, that's uh <laughs> I don't I'm not gonna try to be critical of him because he has two other three other kids. One of them I grew up with, and from what I know, they've had more contact with them. I don't know the whole situation, so I can't say how good a dad he is, but I I am not, I'm not to say who's better, who's worse, whether him or myself, because focusing on that 
it's energy wasted. My energy is spent on just raising my kid and not having to worry about what he's doing because he's already made his choice and I'm making his choice. And he adds no value to my life right now, whether as a father or as a grandfather to my kids. Now, one thing I will not do, I will not impede my children's relationship with him. If for some reason they come in contact together, I will not let my, and not to say I'm holding anything against them. I've, I've gone, I'm well past that. I'm not gonna let my experience with my father, which is none, affect the experience of my children, my children would have with him if they were to ever meet. So I can't, I don't know how he would react to seeing his grandchildren. So, yeah. What about you, Brian? Do you think that you're better than your dad? You know, I'm gonna have to go along with, um, first off, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a fair question, honestly, because like Kamara said, there's, it's, you can't grade fatherhood. You know, it's, I, I think the most important thing about fatherhood is trying because we're all going to make mistakes and we're all going to fa- feel like we're failed at some point along the way. Um, not giving up, always loving and always trying, I think are the important things. And those are the things, and my father always did those things. And I'm going to always do those things. Um, so as far as that's concerned, I, I, I feel like, you know, it's, I had a great father, best, best he could, could possibly be. Um, and, um, and, and also other great role models. I don't feel like for me, it, it didn't even feel like a choice. You know, I, I, I know it is a choice. It's a conscious choice that you have to make, but I don't feel like I had that choice. I feel like when I had kids, a switch was flipped inside of me that I just, it's just on and I can't turn it off and I can't turn it off anywhere I go. I can't turn it off at the beach. If I see somebody else's kids too close to the water and their parents ain't paying attention, you know, I, <laughs> I can't, I can't turn it off. I can't turn it off no matter what I do um, you know, with who, who's, you know, it's like you, you feel like once you're a dad, you're a dad, you know, and you see, I, I don't know, you see a kid fall down at the park, you know, you're like, Oh, is he okay? You know, you're checking, you're checking, because that's like that dad thing that's just on, that's just always there. And I, and I feel sorry for the people that that that, that didn't happen to, because it doesn't happen to everybody. Some people don't have that thing that just clicks in me, you know, and. You know, so. I think, I think both of you all, you know, said something that I totally agree, right? Uh, and Kamora, I definitely got to applaud you, man. Like, you know, you still honor your dad just now and what she said, right? Even with him not being present, right? And my dad was present in my life. And, you know, I had a good dad. So it's it's easy to like, you know, honor my dad because he was there, right? Um, you know, the question is like a very interesting question, right? To say like, are you better? And I think each one of us appreciate the foundation, right? 
Now, you, know, you could argue, you know, what? what the foundation was, right? But for me, it was like, you know, I appreciate the foundation that I can build off of. But what, what was you about to say, Clamore? Go ahead, jump in. Yeah, whether or not he was there, he still added something to my life. The fact that he was not there, he added something to my life because I don't know what his contribution would be to my to me, my life, and my experience now as a father if he was there. But the fact that he wasn't actually did something for me as a father. So I can't say he didn't contribute anything just because he wasn't there. He did contribute something. He gave me the opportunity to grow myself into the father that I believe that I can be and that I am. So whether, even if he's listening somewhere, you know, I still thank you. I still came from your seed sack. So I'm here because of you. So I have to, you do have some credit. Thanks dad for not pulling out. (laughs) Hey. Hey, Brian, Brian, you a fool, man. You is a straight fool. Yo, but nah, I think I think we can all say that uh, you know, we appreciate, you know, really, we appreciate our dad, right? You know, I appreciate 100%. my dad for being there. Hundred yeah. percent. Brian, you know, and, you said it, you appreciate your yeah. dad. Kamora, you said it, you know, you know, I still and appreciate one other them, thing. Right? I wanted to add one other thing. Um to this is more so not for everybody else, but to all the fathers listening, whatever relationship you have with your father, it's you either choose to to make it break you or make it make you a better person so whatever whatever relationship you have with your your mother with your father your grandfather or even just a father figure a mentor i encourage you to do some introspection and say what what choices are you making what what decisions could you have done better what are conversations that you can have with yourself to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to give this dad thing a try again. Be encouragement. Everybody, yeah. there's no perfect father. There is. And you know what? And, and you <laughs> know what? No there's no perfect father. Ne- and it's never too late either. You know, yeah, my, my wife was not raised by her biological father. He, um, you know, gave up his parental rights and she was adopted by her father who raised her. Her mother got remarried and and she was raised by her father, Tom. And but her biological father wasn't a part of her life until much later on. And he had gotten remarried and had two other kids. It was a great father to them, reached out to her. They have built a bond and a relationship together. And now that she's married and has kids, he's part of her life and part of our life and part of his grandkids' lives. And, you know, I I really truly am blessed because when I think about my situation, how different it could be, but how the Lord has taken all of the relationship issues and whatnot in my life and has turned it into something a blessing. My kids now have like six sets of grandparents, you know, that are all in their life. Cause you know, my mom got remarried, her mom got remarried, 
and you know and and then my dad got remarried again and you know you so i've got like grandparents upon grandparents upon grandparents so there is some benefits that can come from broken home because my kids got extra grandparents now <laughs> yeah that's you know that's a, that's a great way to look at it so let me let me ask you all this so now right our our dads gave us a foundation right they gave us a starting point uh what to do what not to do right so with that being said what's the legacy now that you know each one of us is dad what's the legacy that we're trying to leave you know for our children i think my contribution to my kids and the legacy that i'm trying to leave for them is i want them to have a strong foundation in the beginning and I raise my children to be, you know, be Christ-centered, Christ-focused. And, you know, I know a lot of people, they don't believe um, in, in religion and all of that. But for those who do believe, growing my children to be Christ-centered and just to understand what love truly is, that's the legacy I want to um, leave for them because when you truly love someone, when you think about it, when a baby comes into the world, you automatically are drawn to them. You don't understand the emotions that you're feeling. It's just a, what they call an unconditional love because they can do absolutely nothing to cause you to love them. And I want my children to have that kind of love for all, for all mankind. Love them no matter how, how much it, it hurts because at the end of the day, when you're able to treat someone equally or better than yourself it has its own reward so you know my wife and i we have a motto in our house you know service prevents selfishness and i want my children to grow up one being leaders serve service leaders just like how jesus was he was a servant but he was also god but he served and so i believe that is the strongest form of leadership um that I can instill in them and for to exemplify that for them is the greatest legacy that I want to leave behind for my children is that they know that their father did his best to give them everything he could and that what I built for them and what I created for them they can continue to pass on to their children and that's just to be strong black leading men that are Christ-centered and Christ-driven by love. Brian, what about you? You know, now you're a little different from Kamora, being that you have all girls. So what what is the the legacy you want your girls to to take take on? You know, I think that you know, being the father of three absolutely gorgeous women um that one of my goals is to instill in my daughters a sense of pride and a, a sense that they are capable of doing anything and that they you know don't have to turn to um let me just be honest with you like my goal as a father is to keep them off the pole okay as long as if they can be make it to 22 23 25 years old and never had one time thought to themselves like you know what i'm gonna be a stripper to pay these bills real talk though we live in a in a society where women 
are victimized on a daily basis and where black people are victimized <clears throat> on a daily basis. And I got black women in my house. So my goal is to show these women that they can fight for equality. They can do what they want to do, that they don't need no man and that they don't got to sell their body or dance on no pole to ever make it, ever. And that's what I want. That's, and I'll that's be happy. good stuff, and I could bro. Die happy. I tell you what, man. I have a group. You know, both you guys said good stuff, right? You know, I want my my girls to be uh, God fearing, <clears throat> God loving. Uh, also, want them to be leaders. You know, definitely want them to have a, a mindset that you know they can do all things. Um, that everything is possible if they believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also be humble with it. So I totally agree with that. So let so let me ask you this, right? Uh, when you guys got married, you didn't necessarily know you would become dads, right? So what advice would you give if you could go back in time and talk to yourself before you became a dad? Fire round. Let's go. Fire round. Don't don't even think. Just just answer the question. So, Brian, we'll kick it off to you. Fire round. Let's go. You know, I would have to say that initially like my thoughts were that I wanted to be in a certain place before I had kids and certain things happened to kind of like speed up our timeline and something that somebody told me back then was this if you wait till you're ready you'll never do it okay you'll be ready when you have to be ready and, yeah. and that's and that's the truth <clears throat> that, that is absolutely the truth um ready or not here it comes ready or not here it comes here it comes and I wish that if I can go back and talk to like seven year ago, me when little baby Adele was still in the tummy and tell him what he's coming to, I, you know what? I probably would have just quit my job a long time ago. <laughs> and my wife probably be making a million dollars a year by now. <laughs> Listen, I love working and I love my job, but I, but you know what though? If, if I could sit, at my house and take care of my kids and have my wife make all of this kind of money and I don't have to work. It sounds like a win-win to me. Thank, I'm, I'm sorry. Thank you, Brian. It's like, thank it's you, Brian. like early <laughs> retirement. <laughs> Bro, all right, come on. What you got? We got one man over here talking about, hey, hey, brother, it's going to be early retirement. <laughs> but come on, what about you, man? What would you go back and tell young Kamor before he became, uh, you know, dad Kamor? I say uh, discipline yourself some more and you're not as patient as you think you are. And um, be, uh, learn how to communicate better because your number one partner in crime, which is your wife, will, she's gonna need those, um, those moments, those intimate moments. Don't spend too much time grooming the children that you almost neglect wifey. So get it in as much as possible before the children come. You know, one thing, actually, I, I need to take it back a step. You know, one thing that I would tell me before I had kids, don't think because you have kids now that the only thing that is important is your kids. You are important sure. to For take sure. care of Self-care. You. You can't take care of other people if you're not taking care of you. You can't pour from an empty cup. Fill yourself up, then you can pour other people water. What That's about what you, I would Urban? Tell myself. What about you, Urban? Uh, I think for me, you know, I would go back in time and tell, you know, young Urban 
and other, you know, people before they become dads. Just uh like twenty three months ago. <laughs> twenty three <laughs> months ago. That was a jab. Yep. Uh <laughs> hey, you know, just um enjoy life. Enjoy life. It don't matter. You know, let me say this, man, because I, I got, got a friend out there. No, no, no. I got a friend out there who's like, yo, you ain't a real dad till you have more than one. Fuck that. The moment you have one child, you are a real parent. For real. Period. And I give it up to all the they parents change more your than, life. More than three, yes. more than five. Yes. I give but it up to all parents. But once you get to parents. three, but three is a game changer right now. Though, listen, listen. Three, I, you have to play zone. Nobody. Can, listen, but here's can. the thing. Here's the thing that everybody likes to say about kids. I'm gonna tell you something right now. All the parents, all the fathers out there with five or more kids are like, y'all don't know what you're talking Just about. Just keep this in mind. Just keep this in mind. You didn't have to keep going back up in there, but you did. So go ahead, Brian. With the three girls. L- listen, man, I'm telling you. Oh, we didn't shut the candy shop down. We didn't, but it's no mas, okay? It's always It's open. funny, too, because, like, if you had asked me before I had kids, I would have said I wanted to have, like, six kids. You know, like, I did say I, I wanted to have six kids. But, you know, but it's just, I tell you. But they say once you get past three, it gets easier. Because... You know, once you get to like four and five, the, the gap in age is big enough where the older ones can kind of help out. So it's like you, you got to like three is like a, the magic number of hell. I'm telling you, it's like three kids is to, you ask anybody that's got three kids, four kids, five kids is different. Three kids is a magical number. And it's anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So good stuff. So check this out. <laughs> you know, dads is out there. One, uh, you know, definitely take time to consider the influences, right? Sit down, grab a piece of paper, talk it out with somebody you trust, right? Whether that's a, a counselor or a friend, sit down and think about, you know, who has influenced you and what kind of dad you want to be, right? You can do that now. That's something you haven't thought about before. Get that piece of paper, get that pen out and start thinking about, all right, what kind of dad do I want to be? Think about, you know, the kind of legacy that you want to leave behind to your kids, Right whether that's wealth, whether that's character, whether it's a combination of both. Think about those things, write it down on a piece of paper, right? Research shows that just by writing it down, you help solidify it. So take time to think about, you know, who influenced me? What's the good that I want to take from it? What's the bad I want to leave behind? What do I want to do with my kids, right? So remember- the fact that you're here means that you're doing something right. Trust me, you are on the right track. And don't Absolutely. be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid. If you see a father that you think is the best father out there, ask that father like, especially if you're a father that maybe have one in the oven baking right now, or you're thinking about starting a family, just ask somebody, you know, it does not hurt to ask. Don't be afraid to ask another father like hey what's it like being a dad hey what kind what influenced you to be a dad start that conversation and just get the ball going you'll be surprised the things you discover about yourself and, and feel if you free to dad, ask us at redefiningfatherhood.com right see your questions there if you don't have anywhere else to go you go to redefiningfatherhood.com you can find us on instagram social media i'm your host Irvin. My main man, Brian, Arizona with the three girls. And my man, Clamore, who only got boys. Can't That's why our girls going to wear sweatpants. But, yo, redefining fatherhood. Honey on home. we catch y'all on the next episode.
Uh, we we will be discussing the money. All right. Nah. We'll catch y'all next episode. All right, honey, I'm home. Peace. Honey, I'm home. We define.